not uncommon. It's something they do, and they've been busted for doing it before. Are we at one of those moments in history in which there is the necessity for a new world order? There's a need for a new world order, but it has different characteristics in different parts of the world. Welcome to Lisa Haven News. Hi, everyone. This is Lisa Haven, and you're listening to Red Alert Radio. Well, as most of you are now aware, there are plenty of crimes being conducted within the mainstream media, within every department and branch of government. So many things are happening. We've got conservatives and patriots being uh, not only shut down, but they're criticized, demonized for their beliefs. And they're literally banned from uh, YouTube, Google, uh, different places on the internet, Twitter, social media outlets. So much so that I have to say we're literally living in an information war, a time in all of our lives that is very critical and is going to go down in the history book. Now, whether it goes down as an epic failure for us and where we gave our freedom over to a globalist body of dictators or whether that history goes down in actual history as a win for the people of America is for you and me to decide as we move along on our timeline. And that's where I'm at today. Which way are we going to crumble? Are we going to let the globalists win that information war and then have an unfree generation for our children and their children? Or are we going to go down as victors standing for the rights of the American people? And let's be honest, many of us, uh, unfortunately, we, we've we all lived in our normalcy-biased bubbles, sitting there relaxing, and if nothing messes with that little bubble, sometimes it's hard to get out of that bubble and get plugged in, and to get not only plugged in politically, but plugged in spiritually. And, and there's not only a spiritual death going on in the country, but a political death, one in which if those bubbles aren't shaken— then the people will never wake up. And I think we've got a little bit of rattle going on, but we can't sit in our normalcy-biased bubbles and let this happen. We are at one of the most critical times in history. We've got a president uh, in charge of the United States of America who, who says he's a Christian, I think he's got a long way to go as a Christian, but needless to say, he's standing up for conservative values and principles. He's standing up for our country. He's standing up for patriotism, and he's standing against the new world order. Now, I may not agree with every dot and tittle of President Trump, but I surely do agree with him on those things, those huge things. And a lot of the things that he's done, there's good things that he's done and things that I frown upon that he's done, but he's uh, one of the best presidents we have had in a very, very long time. And again, that's why I say we're living on a critical precipice because we've got this president, which is only going to last I don't know how long, but we only have while he is president to make a difference for now. And then we're going to decide what kind of uh, person comes after him. Are we going to have another Obama style or Hitler style or Stalin style dictator or even worse, like Xi Jinping of China? Or are we going to have a patriot rule in America who is making America great rather than the globalist great? That's what I want to resonate on everybody out there listening to uh, the broadcast today because it really is the problem, I think, 
uh, that has to be addressed. And and let me start with this. How do we, a, a lot of people ask me, how do we stand against this corruption? What do we do? Well, for starters, you get out of your bubble. Number one, if you're in your bubble and your your life is so busy that you have time for nothing else, you don't have time to look at a single candidate, you don't have time uh, to to look at what's going on in the world or educate people, then there's something wrong with your bubble. You've got to separate that time because, and, and I don't say this, I mean, everybody's got a million things going on and obviously I do this for a living, but find a few people that you trust the news from and hint, don't make it CNN, MSNBC, ABC, or any of the mainstream media or Washington Post or New York Times, all of which have a leftist progressive agenda. Make it something uh, like, I don't know, uh, Breitbart's fairly decent. My channel's fairly decent. Infowars is good. There's many Christian broadcasting networks out there. Uh, just find one that you trust and follow the news if you're limited on time. But here's the thing. God doesn't expect all of us out there to ignore what's going on. You see, that's the opposite of what he actually intended. If you go back to biblical times, one of the biggest criticisms that Jesus gave to the Sadducees and Pharisees of his times is he said, look, Sadducees and Pharisees, you can understand and discern the weather, but you cannot discern the sign of my coming. In other words, you cannot discern that I am Jesus, the Christ, the Lord, but you can discern the weather. And the same is being asked of you guys listening out there today. Are you able to discern the political landscape that we're in and the end times in which we live in? We're to study both of those. And if there is no time of day to take five minutes for a news source, then you've got to start making some serious changes. But back to the main issue here, get involved, know what you're doing, but how do we get involved? All right. So set aside five to 10 minutes a day to look up what's happening in the news and look up the real reason. Find the actual sources for those. That's number one. Number two, get involved in your child's school. If you have kids, get involved. If you don't have kids, maybe you have grandkids that you can help the parents out with or whatever the case may be. But for you parents out there listening, get involved in your kid's school. I'm not talking sign up and head the PTO. It's not what I'm talking about. That is a very rarity many of us don't have a lot of time for. I'm talking about uh, get involved in their schoolwork. Find out what they're learning. Find out what they're being taught. Because let me put it bluntly, the way that Hitler won uh, his country was starting with the youth in the schools. He literally brainwashed them to believe certain things that he wanted. He used the media which is the same thing that is happening today. They haven't gotten a hold uh, of talk radio as of yet. Thankfully, we're still able there and on air, but it's few and far between. Uh, but he got a hold of the media. The media pushed a one-side story, Hitler's story, just like our media does, and the schools pushed a one-sided curriculum. Unfortunately, many of the schools today are doing that. Uh, so if your kids go to school, make sure you're teaching them what propaganda is, how to combat propaganda. And when they're taught that socialism is the best upon all best, because they teach them that under the radar and not only the public schools, but in the colleges, even more so teach them the real truth about socialism. Teach them what happened with socialism in Venezuela. Teach, teach them what happened with socialism, fascist socialist. Okay. Nazi, Nazism and Hitler. I, I can't stand this, but people say he's on the right. He was not 
on the right. That guy was not a Christian, anywhere near a Christian. He may have said something with his mouth, but that man not only persecuted Christians, he persecuted Jews, but he also had many of the views and beliefs you hear so rampantly in the left. The left would lie to you and tell you that he's on the right when he's not. So here's what the left says. They say, Hitler is a right, but they don't give any real validity to that or the reason why he's placed on the right. When in reality, he run, he believed in state-run everything. Basically, he was in charge. The government was in charge of health care. The government was in charge of education. The government was in charge uh, of transportation and everything under the sun. That is the very socialist mentality and liberal mentality on the left. So teach your kids about the atrocities and the truth. When they say Hitler's on this side, give them the truth of what Hitler is. Take them down to watch a movie, Donesta Souza, Death of a Nation. Great film. If you've not seen it, I encourage you again, to check that out. Uh, but teach them what's going on, because if we lose that next generation, we're going to lose the battles ahead. Third, make sure you're registered to vote and are voting. If you can run for, for office and you've got a political uh, beliefs, you know, that, that are conservative and, and that, then you get out there and you run for office. We're not going to win anyone if nobody in our line and what we believe are out there running for office. We're going to get shut down 10 seconds flat. Uh, keep in mind, there's a lot of push and pull when you get out and, and play politics. But either way, we need people running for office. So run for office if you can. If you can't run for office, well, next best thing, like I said, is vote. Uh, make sure people that you know are registered to vote. Register your kids to vote when they're of age. Get them out there. Make sure you show them how to vote, why it's important to vote, and educate others. If you have Christian friends out there, there's a wide belief within Christianity that it doesn't matter what we do because God's going to end the world and, and God's in control of everything no matter what we do. Well, yes, God is in control and God knows the end from the beginning, but God never, ever, ever said to sit down, relax, and do nothing. That's like saying, God's going to give me a job. I'm going to sit at home all day and watch television and listen to the radio, but God's going to give me a job. Listen, he's not going to get you a job if you're not even lifting a finger to go out there and put out a resume, go out there and talk to some companies. God's not a, a, a magician of sorts. He's just not going to throw it in your lap per se. You need to get out there and actually make your butt do something in order to get that job that you want. You have to start actually putting an effort in. Well, the same with politics. We can't just say, oh, it's all going to go God's way. So I'm out altogether. I do believe that every Christian one day and every person, not just Christian Christians, we're going to stand before God and we're going to have to answer that question. How come you didn't stop blah, 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 corruption politically? When I gave you, we the people were in charge, charge of America. Why didn't you stand against, well, if you lived during the prayer in school, when prayer in school was removed, what happened? Where was your voice then? That's the kind of question that we're all going to have to answer one day when we sit down uh, with Jesus, when we sit down with the Lord. And that's something I want you to keep front and center. So these are very easy things for all of us to do. Uh, so get involved in your kid's school, register to vote. If you can run for office. Uh, and another thing, another fourth thing here is 
you know, get on the internet. If you have the extra time, not everybody does, uh, but if you have the extra time, uh, you know, start a blog, start a channel, start something. Or if you're unable to do that, start supporting other channels, either financially or via prayer or in whatever way you can that are fighting the political battle. And, and that's, look, that's the other thing is a lot of Christians say, oh, you know, you don't need any money to do this. That's not true. You can't stand and speak up uh, against the political corruption and do something like what I do for a living and make zero dollars. It's, it's not going to happen. You have to have people doing this full time. And I'm not saying for me, right? I'm saying for anyone out there, even for me, you know, you have to financially support those people. Pick who those are that you want to support. If it's InfoWars, support InfoWars. If it's uh, Lisa Haven, my channel, support me. If it's Michael Schneider with the Economic Collapse blog, support him or Drudge Report or uh, Matt Drudge. Get out there and support someone because, listen, they are censoring us to oblivion on the Internet. If you're not praying for them or financially supporting one of the alternative media sources out there, it's going to be harder for them to thrive and get the news to you. And then what's left over? Nothing but a bunch of propaganda. And let me say this. There's already what... is called pre-censorship happening. What do I mean by pre-censorship? Okay, here's what I mean. Many out there probably get this. Say say you're a, an alternative news reporter and you get out there and you know if I talk about immigration, okay, I'm going to be censored because it doesn't go with the in crowd right now. If I speak anything negatively against immigra- illegal immigration, let's classify because legal is fine. Illegal is illegal. And there's so many problems with people coming in illegally because they're not even vetted properly. Okay. But right now in today's day and age, I can say that there's a lot of journalists out there who are pre-censoring themselves. They're refusing to talk about it altogether because it doesn't go with the mainstream flow. And so you start speaking against those things. The mainstream doesn't like you. You get funds pulled. You get kicked off the air and everything else. Well, the fact of the matter is, is we need people like you guys to support people who are speaking truth about what's really going on and speaking any truth about the happening in today. Those are the ones you want to support because they're not caving in to the pressure. And, and if they continue to be pressured from the outside and nobody else supports them, one day they're going to be ripped off air and removed altogether, kind of like they've done recently with Alex Jones. Now, thankfully, people are continuing to stand behind him. And whether or not you agree with the views of that man is beside the point. It doesn't matter if you agree with what he says or not. Just because if you say, I'm going to stand with Alex Jones in this situation, because I don't believe they should remove him off of YouTube. Now, I don't agree with everything the man says, but I have a right to believe in the freedom of speech. You see, you can't say the left would have you believe that if you agree with Alex Jones, that he should not have been removed by YouTube, Google, and all those giants, that if you agree with that, then you literally agree with every word the man has ever said. That's a lie. No, no, that's a big lie. The left is trying to say, by agreeing with him on this one issue, you agree with him on everything. It's just not right. The truth is, I agree that Alex Jones should not have been removed off of air, 
period. Why do I agree? It's not because I agree with everything the man says. It's because I agree for our First Amendment right. I agree in the freedom to speak free, no matter how idiotic or how dumb or how smart or how educated the person is. They have a right to voice their opinion. And that's what I stand on. I stand on that freedom. And that's what we need to stand on also. So many things that we could do, you know, and and I've labeled just a few here, but very important facts. Educate your kids, get out and vote, run for office, support channels financially that are speaking truth and don't give up. That's also a big one. Get out of that normalcy bias. Speaking of normalcy bias, let me read to you something that I uh, found on the survivalmom.com because I think it's it's critical to where the state of America is today and many in America are because I think we really have to draw parallels between here and what happened in Germany with the Jews because Let's be frank, a lot of Jews stayed behind. Why would they, knowing some of the atrocities that were happening in their day? Uh, but here's what I want to read. It's, it's the normalcy bias devi- defined. Um, a survival, okay, the normalcy bias is a survival mechanism our brains are equipped with that can place us in grave danger when we're faced with something traumatic, Simply put, it causes our brains to insist that it's all okay. Everything will return to normal. For most of us who have never faced true peril, normalcy bias tells us that nothing bad is ever going to happen. This is America after all. Some people insist when I tell them about the possibility of maybe a, a deeper depression or hyperinflation or some kind of crisis underway, incredibly, the most obvious warning signs are ignored. Sounds familiar? Well, this explains why so many Jews actually continued living in Germany, even after they were forced to wear identifying yellow stars and discriminatory laws were passed against the Jewish people. Life had been so good for so long for them that surely things were going to get better and nothing uh, worse is going to happen. Jews who could easily have afforded to move out of the country stayed and then eventually uh, they were met with their demise. Think of uh, hurricanes and small disasters that we have here locally. You know, you have similar reactions among residents, people who refuse to leave when they hear about a hurricane. But we simply expect life to go on as it always has. And our brains are wired to accept that nothing else is going to happen and nothing bad is going to happen. That's kind of a reason why people who drive across a flooded river take that car and drive across it. Or when thousands of New Orleans residents there with Hurricane Katrina refuse to leave the city. City officials didn't even make an attempt to evacuate them. Why? Because of normalcy bias. Surely nothing could happen to us bad here in Katrina or nothing could happen bad when I take my car across that river. I've done it a million times. Why is this time any different. One survivor from September 11 tells her story of going blind as she saw dozens of human bodies hitting the ground outside of the Twin Towers. Our brains can accommodate billions and bits of information every single day, but 
Apparently, there are some things that are just too hard and too terrible for us to even comprehend. Those of us who believe in preparedness, like myself, this is why I'm a big person of preparedness, because you never know what tomorrow holds. I encourage you guys, check out uh, preparewithlisa.com. They've got lots of supplies there, great deals. But anyway, those of us who believe in preparing, whether we're beginners, whether we're veterans, whether, we, uh, whether we've been doing this for years, we know how hard it is to try to convince everyone that we love that our future is not so solid. It isn't. Nothing is promised. But But the normalcy bias isn't something we can just sit here and debate. It's not based on logic or rational thought. It's part of our brain. Doing the best that I guess it can to help human human owners deal with with horrifying events and possibilities. You know, when when situations escalate and get worse or, or financial incomes cannot be accepted. The water is heating up. And the frog is slowly boiling to death. As many of you know, you put a frog in water, hot water, it'll sit there. And you can turn up that heat inch by inch, slowly but surely, the frog will boil to death. And that is exactly what we see happening with the normalcy bias and with people here in America who have not woken up yet to the truth of the information war, to the truth of how bad censorship has gotten. But you want to know something? There are ways that we can wake up to these problems. I shared some ways in which we can get politically active and uh, stop some of the things that are happening in the world. And, 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 and let me just say that that's not an all-inclusive list. I only list maybe four out of 20 things that we could do, but there's a lot more. But what we need to focus on is, is are you living in that normalcy bias mode? If so, here are some ways to stand against it and uh, just kind of uh, tips to banish normalcy bias in your life. Uh, But here's one. Be willing to go through a painful process of acknowledging the uncertainty of the future. You know, it's kind of like the grief process. There's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then finally accepting it. Well, sometimes we have to go through that painful process of accepting truly where we are politically, except that we've got right now, and so far, a pretty dang good president who is fighting a deep state. And if he's fighting a deep state, guess what it would look like? Flip chaos, straight up chaos. They would be trying to impeach him, which they are. They would be trying to pin false crimes on him, which they are. They would be trying to censor him, which they are. They would try to censor his speech of his political advocates, which they are. These are all part of the painful process that we have to accept in order to make our brains move on and say, yeah, yeah, this can really happen, okay? And it is happening, I'm not saying it can because it is. Maybe I had a little normalcy bias of my own, but hey, it's happening. Now is the time to start helping people. Now is the time to start spreading the news. Now is the time to contact your senators and congressmen and make your voice heard and make something happen. We can't sit back. We have to stand up and do what's right. And do it now. Be willing to go through the painful process of acknowledging the uncertainty of your and our future as a country. You have to go through that grieving process. 
Okay. Second, face the facts. Don't hide them. Don't pretend they don't exist. Don't go with the mainstream media narrative of lie upon lie and say, well, they say this is true or or not true. No, they're lying to you. 75% of America know that the mainstream media lies. Why are you still listening and believing them? Turn the television off to CNN, MSNBC, ABC. I can't even sit and watch them anymore. But confront those difficulties that you have. Acknowledge your limits. And only when you actually face something can you really and truly prepare for it. Trust your instincts. That's number three. Trust your instincts. Take in a much bigger picture than a single optimistic headline or the words of a political or politician seeking reelection. Don't listen to some politician who's trying to gain your vote. Okay. Trust your own senses. Trust what God has put in your gut. Trust what you know is right. Four, start where you are with what you have. You can only help yourself based off of what you have. Right? Don't give, uh, you know, 2000 bucks when you can only afford 10 bucks to an organization. Okay. Don't overdo it. You know what you got. Don't spend a thousand five hundred dollars on food preparation if you only have a hundred to spend but start spending something start picking up something start making plans to be ready number five fight feeling overwhelmed with lists and organization we all have a bunch of stuff say i'm a prepper i like to prep i like to have things on hand right Okay, so I can make myself a list. I need medical supplies. I need uh, how many of our years I want food storage, the months that I want food storage. I need something to make clean water. I need this and this. Uh, I need, uh, well, certain dietary restrictions for my children that I've got to incorporate or this much uh, medical supplies. I need this many vitamins and, and ammo and guns. And all these things could be on our list. And then your head can explode because, hey, ah, you don't know. There's so much going on. Well, instead of being in a pain and not knowing where to start, make a list and have an organized way of doing on on those things. Focus on what you will do today or this week or this month. And little by little, it's going to come together. Can't do everything at once. And keep in mind, this is going to help relieve the pressure from the normalcy bias. You got to get it out, out of that funk. All of us do. Six, reach out to other people right? Start groups, meet with other parents, uh, spend time with other survival forums or get online into chat rooms with like-minded people. Okay. Don't feed your fear. That's, that's another problem. Don't feed your fear. Look, I share news that's sometimes scary. I get called one of the biggest fear mongers, you know, and I'm okay with that because I don't share it to scare you off your, your feet. I, 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 tell you this stuff because I don't run away from scary news. I tell you it as it is, and you can accept it and do what you will. But a lot of people who have normalcy bias immediately call me a fear monger. Well, truth is I'm not a fear monger. I'm a truth speaker. And you're labeled a fear monger by those who are in their normalcy bias because things have been going normal forever. Amen. And they might continue to go normal for 20, 30, 50, 60 years, or they might not. It's good to be ready. It's better, number seven, to over-prepare than to under-prepare. Normalcy bias assures that everything's going to be okay. So imagine, you're not prepared at all, and when disaster happens, you're going to just straight-up panic. But imagine if disaster did happen, and you were prepared, and you knew what to do. 
Where are you going to be better off in the long run? Being prepared little by little or being in a panic at the last minute because you knew eventually something would happen. See, there's no reason to live in a normalcy bias if you're prepared and ready. Make plans. Number eight, have an evacuation plan. Be able to get out in in the event of some kind of disaster. See, the bottom line is if you have a plan, if you have uh, something in the making, then you don't have to be scared and embrace normalcy bias at all. You can do what you need to do without panicking. Here's another one. Be ready to act quickly and decisively. It's better to take action too soon than too late. Do it earlier rather than later. And if push comes to shove, here's number 10, take time off, right? You need a break at times. Forget you ever heard the word prepare. If you need to go shopping, blow a few bucks on something that you really love and unnecessary, go out to eat, have time with your kids, whatever it may be. Go gossip on the phone with your girlfriend, Christian gossip, <laughs> which there is none. So maybe not gossip, go talk with your girlfriend or, or boyfriend or whoever, but give yourself a mental break. If you don't have breaks now and then, you know, you're going to just, it, it takes a lot of tolls on you. And finally, you know, stay, stay fit, keep yourself healthy, mentally, physically, as well. And, uh, because that is where a lot of it lies physically and mentally fit. The more healthy and better you are, the better you are to deal with things, right? So hopefully this was a little bit of a, of a somewhat of encouragement. I try to kind of put bundle it all together to give you guys an idea of how to stay out of that normalcy bias mode and how to understand that we really are living in a time of an information war, of a battle. And stay strong and stay vigilant and stay in prayer with God. Anyhow, thanks again for listening to me on my podcast. This is Lisa Haven. And don't forget to check me out online at lisahaven.news. It's not uncommon. It's something they do, and they've been busted for doing it before. Are we at one of those moments in history in which there is the necessity for a new world order? There's a need for a new world order, but it has different characteristics in different parts of the world. Welcome to Lisa Haven News.